Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Coming up on NBA Today, the very latest on Ben Simmons playing status, what that means for the Brooklyn Nets with only one week left in the regular season. Plus, when did it all go wrong for the Lakers? We get into their historically disappointing season and where it all started. And we have the potential DPOY and Rookie of the Year joining the show, Marcus Smart and Scotty Barnes. Don't miss it. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by two-time WNBA All-Star Shanae Gumake, NBA champion Richard Jefferson, and senior writer Ramona Shelburne. I want to peel back the curtain just a little bit, all right? Before the show, we all sit in the newsroom and we plan what we're going to talk about. And producer Jaron talks to Ramona. Demetrius works with Chanae. We try all morning unsuccessfully to get Richard Jefferson on the phone. <laughs> and all morning, we we're planning. We had this big, beautiful layout to talk about the Lakers to start the show. And it, it takes a lot to move the Lakers down, but today it happened, and that's because of Ben Simmons. And here's why. It's been 288 days since this happened. Ben Simmons passed up on a wide open dunk, and the Sixers eventually lost to the Hawks in game seven, seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. It was the last time Simmons played in an NBA game. 10 months later, Simmons is a net, and it seems like his debut gets farther and farther away. So here's head coach Steve Nash earlier today. Do you think he'll miss the playing game? Ben? Yeah. Yeah, I would say likely now he hasn't even, um, he's not running. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't see him. Uh, I would be shocked. But I think in this situation, you know, we got to put his health and safety first and make sure that we're certain he's ready to, to play and contribute. And the other part is he hasn't played basketball. So, you know, what, what kind of Ben do you get? I mean, he hasn't been in an NBA game for, you know, nine, ten months. We know what he brings to the floor, and my main concern is just getting his back healthy so he have a, a good rest of, rest of his career, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully he's out there soon. All right, so just to reiterate what Steve Nash said there, he said that Ben Simmons isn't running yet, so it's more than likely he's going to miss the play-in tournament. But, Ramona, you've covered this yeah. as closely as, as humanly possible, right? Is it still possible we're going to see him in the playoffs? What's the timeline here? Yeah, there's, it's still possible. I mean, if they make a deep run, it's still possible. The issue, though, is that he has to ramp up, and this is when he flared up his back injury the last time. So you have to recondition. You have to get back in basketball shape. That's a long process here. He's not even running. And the way you break this down, uh, the way you break that down is when you have an epidural, they tell you to rest for a couple of weeks. Don't do anything. Give it a chance to work. So he rested. That was a couple of weeks ago. Now he's going to ramp back up. Now I was, I checked in with somebody very close to Ben Simmons today. Said, is there, would you really bring him back in the playoffs after having not played for 10 months with all that pressure and everything on the line? And the answer I got was, yeah. Like the, the answer I, I know. I know. Well, I mean, what, what, what choice do they well, have? They, what choice do they have, one? And number two, 
And, and this is, I thought, well, a pretty good point. If he just plays the role they need, which is, by the way, defense, which he can do. Which is an important role for this Nets team. Right? What we've seen. Then that's all the pressure that's on him. And the free throw pressure, which is always going to be there for the rest of his career, it's not going to change now versus a year from now. So I think that's the way they're looking at it. Right. But again, he has to go through an entire ramp-up process, make it all the way through that ramp-up process, which he didn't do last time, and then get himself mentally ready to play again. That feels like a longer process to me than a right. week or two. Here. Okay, I I'm going to make this really simple. Yeah. Richard, big deal, little deal, no deal that he's out through the play-in tournament definitively. Okay, what, Okay. just back to Ramona really quickly. You said that there is a chance. What percentage chance would you put that at? What percentage? That he plays at all this year? Yeah. Ten percent. Ten percent. Okay. I mean, so like, like, come on, no, let's no, be real. No, but I'm saying hypothetically. Like if they make a long run. And that's what I'm saying. Hypothetic, <laughs> hypothetically, we've talked about this yeah. since. And by the way, that's my opinion. That's somebody no, 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 but I'm, but saying, like, come on, I'm just saying hypothetically, yeah. given the information, you're, yeah. you're well connected. So when I look at this, this is a big deal. Is it a little deal? We are in professional sports. At the end of the day, yep. professional sports is not for everyone. And I say this respectfully. If you're injured, right, or if your body can't keep up with that, we're not going to – the NBA is not going to change. If Ben Simmons, you know, is struggling with mental health issues, like that's part of professional sports. You know what the bag is when you show up. They pay you a tremendous amount of money uh, to make sure that you can handle the tremendous amount of stress and pressure that comes with it. And then they hope that your body can keep up with that. Do I think it's a big deal? I, I think that one, it's his mental health. That was something that needed to be addressed. And two, it was his physical health that's now needing to be addressed. But at the end of the day, like free throws, whatever, he's got to get himself back on the court, whether it's now or this summer. Right. All right. So where Ben Simmons will definitely help, right, is on the defensive side, which is a Next season. huge <laughs> It's Which I think was always a plan, by the way, but go ahead. Right, but it's the clear need. After dropping a career-high 55 on Saturday night, Kevin Durant addressed their defensive woes. You know, it's the detail stuff we got to just lock in on and do better, you know. Shots are going to fall, you know. It's a make-or-miss league, but, you know, we be having guys bottled up, great defense, and we end up filing right at the end. And, you know, that's just the – that's – if we want to continue to be – if we want to grow and be a better team, then that type of stuff can't happen. Just bad basketball, you know, to give them points like that, you know, after playing good defense and then boom, we reach. Like, we just got to be better in that area. You know, Richard, I know the Nets have a sweet spot on your heart, but you yeah. know if you want to win a championship, the number one thing you have to do is play defense, and this is one area where the Brooklyn Nets really struggle. So let's roll the tape, quick, Quake, let's baby. Let's roll the tape. Let's do it. You want to take us through this? I'll take you through. So look, James Johnson's pointing and talking, right? So now the worst thing you could do is point and not talk. This is what they're doing. This is the Detroit Pistons, <laughs> one of the worst offensive teams in the entire league. They, they, they're horrible. These they're days, one of the yes. worst offensive teams in the league. Now, again, point and switching and talking. You saw a simple mess up right there. A simple exchange. Now, here, you got, you got Seth Curry guarding Giannis. That's not good. And no and, help defense. And no help defense. One, Seth needs to give him space, and then you need to come over and be able to help, but that has to be communicated. Now, again, Drummond, watch this look closeout. Look at this. You can't leave the shooter who, mind you, look, top 10 to three points made, and I think look, look, he's number look, there, two in there's no and Look, look, I wish we could rewind this because it was like, is anyone going to run out? Is anyone going to run out? This is the thing. We know that this team has the amount of talent that any team would dream of, but they are not a cohesive unit. Is there time for them to kind of get better now that they Kyrie's playing full-time? Yes, that's the one thing that would give you optimism, but ultimately but their defense is far. Defense is where Ben Simmons would help, but we all know the 
likelihood of that is not high. The reality is the Brooklyn Nets, they have the 20th worst defense and their 21st at fouls. And let's talk about that game versus the Hawks. The Hawks had 49 free throws. So if you can't play defense, if you can't play defense, then you have to be able to be able to get the rebound in four shots without fouling. Yeah. 30 foul difference free throw shooting right, well, look, in that look, game. You look. will never win a game with 30 when your opponent shoots 30 more free When you throws. look at Detroit, when you look at Atlanta 55, when you look at the way they had to play against Detroit, they are struggling to beat even the average team. Anyone that can re realistically say they can be a great team for seven over seven games, they're, they're And this is the part, Richard, when Kevin Durant goes for 55, you would expect that they would win, but this did not happen because their defense has been struggling. Right, so given all of that, here is where we stand in the East, right? The four teams currently are in the Hawks, the Cavs, the Hornets, the Nets, but seating could still change, right? On the other coast, though, there is nothing more important than seeding for the Lakers, who have fallen to 11th in the standing. So let's take a look back at their season in review. Good morning, Los Angeles. Big news out of Lakerland. The Wizards agreeing to send Russell Westbrook to the Lakers to get him. The Lakers had to give up a lot. We felt like this was an opportunity to, to bring an 18th title to this city. The narrative about our age, I, I kind of laugh at it. I actually really do laugh at him. just saying that. Wants to use the window and hit the top of the glass. He's wide open. He shoots an air ball. Missed badly on that one. Understandable booze. Breaking news into Sports Center. The NBA has suspended LeBron James. The league says James recklessly hit Stewart in the face. They've lost, what is it, five of their last six. This team just can't get it right. What the hell is going on with the Lakers? I don't have to answer, you know. Exactly. Should the Lakers be going all in on the play-in? At this point, I'm going to record over standings. Which Laker team will show up here tonight? LeBron to tie the game! back-to-back -back games, something they haven't done since January. As the Denver Nuggets win it 129-118, and the Lakers, somebody might be preparing to write the eulogy on their season. What a long, strange trip this Lakers season has been, right? It started like a script from Hollywood. Local star returns home to return glory to historic franchise. But the only similarities to the Lakers in Hollywood, it seems, is the drama that followed. So L.A. entered the season, remember, with the best odds in the West to win the title, second only in the NBA to the Brooklyn Nets. So that's how it started. Here's how it's going. The Lakers, they've only won four games. Let me say that again. Four games since the All-Star break. That includes the six-game losing streak they are currently in, which has seen them drop from ninth to 11th in the West. And that means the Lakers have only a 3% chance to make the play-in tournament, according to ESPN's BPI. And even though the Lakers and LeBron, LeBron is leading the league in scoring, entering last week of the season, that's 30.3 points per game that he has, this is the first time in his 19-year career that one of his teams finds itself 16 games under 500. So it looks like the Lakers are done for the season, right? But there's still a couple of scenarios that could somehow see them sneak into the play-in tournament. So let me explain what those would be. Listen close. They would need to win their last four games and then also hope that the Pelicans would lose their last four. Or they'd have to win three more games in the Spurs over their last four. So again, that's not likely, but technically, technically they're still in the race. AKA, their magic number right now is two. I'm sorry, Richard. There's a lot to unpack here with the Lakers drama. There's no doubt. The season, a lot of things went wrong, right? But when you look back at the season, Richard, what do you think their biggest issue was? Well, I think when you have a season this 
terrible, there's multiple things that happen. You have multiple injuries. You had young players that were hurt to start the season. THT, uh, Kendrick Nunn, we have still not, we've still not seen him. And, and look, you won't. I, and you won't. Yeah. And I wish him hell. But these are guys that were brought you in. You wish him well? Well, okay. I wish him well. I was like, like I was like, 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 W or an H there. I was like, whoa, Richard. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Okay, keep uh, no, going. no, gosh. Keep no, going. I don't wish that on anybody, right? Uh, no, no. So when you look at the young players, you know, the young players were hurt, you know, kind of early, just trying to get acclimated. Then you have obviously Anthony Davis in and out of the lineup. Then you just have, there's just a list of things. Everything goes wrong on top of it seems like there's a heavy chemistry issue with that roster. There's a heavy chemistry roster or issue with the roster. Mm. So when you look at players being down, players underperforming, players being hurt and chemistry issues, what you get is a team that was picked to probably finish top four in the league being 10th or 11th in the West. I see Shanae's over here like <laughs> taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, from, not from what he said. No, More yeah, from yeah. my point. Don't, don't cheat on my homework. And we, we, we all know. Stanford girl. She takes why? Notes. Arizona, Stanford? Why would I cheat on your homework? Yeah, okay. your eyes on your own paper. Look, the, the thing that I was thinking about as you're making your astute points Thank was you. the fact that this iteration of the Lakers under Frank Vogel, defense was their identity. And we talked about it when it came to the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. but specifically for the Lakers, if you look around the NBA and the top teams, you think about the Bucks, you think about the Suns, you think about the Heat, you think about the Grizzlies, you can say something about each one of their defenses, whereas the Lakers, they did not have defensive buy-in all year long. So much so that the answer was supposed to be Anthony Davis when he comes back. He's our rim protector. So when we, you know, force him, we're more aggressive, he'd be able to stop things. No, they have not been able to stop the bleeding defensively and I think that's been the biggest issue it's not just the hardest thing as a, at the professional level to buy in is defense if you can't buy in on defense your team is probably not going to do well and that's exactly all the issues that the Lakers have well so since the Lakers won the title in 2020 Rob Palenka has had a mentality and I and I, I think this is the right mentality anyway of if you're not getting better, you're getting worse, right? Even though you won a championship, you have to try to continue to get better because everybody else is trying to catch you. So they tried something last year, that didn't work. They tried something different this year. And this year's construction was based on the idea that LeBron and AD are injury risk. LeBron because he's 37, Anthony Davis because he's Anthony Davis. I, I, I'm not, no disrespect. He got hurt twice this year. Uh, last year, same thing. Right? Missed 40 games. Yeah. You have to prepare for something. That so happen. they needed a third star to carry the team when one or both of those players were out. That was actually the correct read. Yeah. They did. It's just that Russell Westbrook has not been the right star. Right. Yeah. And then the other issue when you look at the roster construction is they play about a nine-man rotation right now. Four of those nine players that they play regularly were not on the team to start the season. Yeah. Okay, Wang and Gabriel, DJ Augustine, uh, Avery Bradley, Stanley Johnson. Those are guys they added during the season, which means the way that that team was built around LeBron, AD, Westbrook, the players they added at the beginning of the season were not the right players. Okay, well, we, we aren't the only people that are talking about the Lakers' shortcomings, right? Let's just real quick hear from Anthony Davis and head coach Frank Vogel after last night's loss. What could have we have been if... I was healthy all year. Brian was healthy, you know. Um, K-9 is healthy. Like, you think about those things. You know, we put this team together. Um, look really good on paper. But we haven't had a chance to reach that potential with guys being, you know, in and out of the lineup. So, um, so the most frustrating part about, you know, this season is just not, sh not being sure of what we could have been. As long as we're playing hard, you know, there's no moral victories in this league, you know, especially with us. <laughs> the whole world want to see us lose. Sucks telling these guys every game, proud of you, good effort. We lost. So it's not fun, but it could be worse, you know, if things were unraveling. Our group has stayed together. They're, they're putting in a good fight. Their attitude has, has been wonderful in terms of just 
like working together to get this thing right. And it's it's just disappointing to to come in and you know just keep saying we fell short. Things could have been worse. How? Uh, well, look, they haven't turned on each other. And I will be legitimately honest, as much as there's as much media as attention that has been there. Okay. And look, there's tussles. We saw a tussle in Miami, right, with Spo and and and, and, uh, and, and, Jimmy. and Jimmy. So like to see a little tussle between AD and, and Dwight Howard. I have seen teams fully turn on each other yeah, okay. in these moments. Like when we say they could be worse, that's the only situation that could be worse. But when you look at this team, at the end of the day, Anthony Davis was supposed to help them defensively. Like, he was supposed to be that guy. But there wasn't a lot of defensive help yeah. around Anthony Davis. Right. And Anthony Davis has a poor defensive season where, where in 2020, he was a top three defensive player. A lot of people thought he could be defensive player of the year right next to Giannis. Now he's in the middle of the pack when it comes to every defensive analytic. So when your guy that's supposed to carry your defense now becomes a middle-of-the-pack NBA player, your defense is going to struggle. Oh, not middle-of-the-pack NBA player. No, 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 middle-of-the-pack as far as his defensive analytics. Yeah, the defensive analytics. Yeah. Like, if you okay. look at that, he's, like, in the middle of the pack. Not middle of the pack yeah. NBA player, okay. no. But his analytics. So my point is, is this, is, like, when you bring yeah. all those things together and Anthony Davis has not been healthy, and I think that's been the number one issue why Russ hasn't played well, because you're now, when you see Anthony Davis, you see Russ, like, Russ, we need more from you. And he's like, well, I can't give you more. I shouldn't be giving you more. That's when it becomes an issue. All right, we're still going to get a little bit more into the Lakers later in the show, but Still to come on NBA Today. How about some other teams? Oh, thank Embiid, God. Jokic, or Giannis? <laughs> the MVP race is coming down to the I wire. Yes, Our panel can. gives their pick on Brave. Wait, you will today. It. Plus, there's only one rookie that ranks in the top five in every major statistical category, and he joins the show live. And Defensive Player of the Year favorite Marcus Smart stops by to tell us why he deserves the award. More NBA Today after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. The Celtics, they played their final home game of the season on Sunday afternoon, and whoo-wee, they waxed the Wizards 144-102. to It was Boston's third win by 40 or more. Ooh, That's geez. the most in the NBA. They also have the best record in the league over the last 10 weeks. And now joining NBA Today, fresh off that 42-point win, two-time all-defensive player Marcus Smart. Thanks so much for joining us on NBA Today, Marcus. Oh, uh, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. All right. So two and a half months ago, Boston was out of the plan. And now the Celtics are the two seed in the East. And when I talked to your coach, Ime Udoka, he said it was just a matter of getting healthy. But there has to be more to it than that. What was the turning point for you all? Uh, to be honest, he was right. Uh, that was the majority of the reason. Just really, we had to get healthy. 
Uh, once we got healthy, we were able to, to to really get the chemistry going between guys because now we got the floor to be able to play with one another. We could see what guys like. We could see where guys were going to get their shots from and where guys needed to be at certain times of the game. So, you know, being healthy helped that a lot. Well, and now you guys are just rolling, but you're the longest-tenured member of the Celtics. You've seen the full development, right, of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. How have you seen them make a leap together this season? Um, just the way that, you know, their, their, their emphasis on, you know, desire to get better. Like each and every day, you know, they talk about it and then they go out there on the court and they're trying the things that they're talking about that they want to get better. You know, they're working on bouncing out of the double teams and, you know, finding guys out of the tummy, double teams, finding their reads, of, you know, um, when they got that slight window to, to make a move for themselves and to find for others. So um, it's been it's been it's been amazing. It's been great. Um, it's been fun, you know, watching those guys uh, grow. It's been fun being a part of the growth with both of those guys. Well, at what point did you look inward and realize that you had the belief that this group could do what you all are doing? I mean, for me, uh, I, I've always known, you know, we always knew we had that potential. It was just getting the right pieces and it was just clicking at the right time and, and trying to stay healthy because through all those times, we weren't as healthy as we are now. So um, that was really for us. We knew once we once we got it clicking and rolling, you know, we can do something special. Well, and one of the reasons that you're able to be doing something special right now is your defense. And now you're the favorite to win defensive player of the year. Did you know that? What's your case to win the award? <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing that, uh, you know, people, uh, <laughs> friends, family, and just fans everywhere just keep telling me that. Uh, I mean, uh, it's crazy to even think of, you know. Um, we understand it's a big man's award. It's been a big man's award, but... You know, uh, it's time for us guards to get the recognition that, that we long deserve. You know, we, we, we do a lot of the hard work as well, not knocking on the big and taking from the bigs. It's just, you know, the way that we out there being able to switch one, three, one through five, one through four. Uh, in my case, I'm a one through five guy, you mm. know, not everybody's doing it. So uh, the versatility that we have to have on that perimeter and guard most of the guys who are the best player in the leagues, our perimeter guys majority of the night so uh we, we definitely have some say so in this in this this little race that we got for defensive player of the year it's just we don't get talked about enough do you happen to know the last guard to win defensive player of the year just off the top of your head just off the top of my head i'm gonna go with gary Payton. yeah you know yeah i was i was two years old so um it's incredible to, to even have my name mentioned, you know, in the same category as his, you know, uh, growing up, you know, as a defender, you watch the things that he was able to do, especially with his size and the tenacity that he had in playing with him. You just try to go out there and, and, you know, implement that to your game as much as you can and bring that same fire. It's hard to believe it. Time's flying. You only have three regular season games left. It is hot and spicy in the Eastern Conference right now. How closely are you watching the standing shakeout? Uh, we, every five minutes, we're looking at it, see what's going on, what's new. You know, it's kind of like when you open the refrigerator, you see nothing's in there. Five minutes later, you open it again, thinking something's going to change. And, um, and it's the same. So we're, 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 we're right there. Uh, you know, we're excited uh, to even be, you know, in this position that we're in, especially the way we started the season. You know, it was rough on us. But the adversity that we went through has got us to where we're at now. And hopefully that adversity will just keep pushing us forward. I would say the difference now in the fridgeality is you open the fridge and then you see milk and then you open again. It's like, oh, wait, when the, where did the orange juice come from? Like, it's it, everything is changing all the time. This is a dangerous game to play when you start to think about, oh, this is who our best matchup may be. But is there a team in your mind that you're like, oh, we can thrive against them and, yeah, we don't really want to face them in the first round? 
I mean, not really for us. It's we, we just want to go play basketball. Whoever is in front of us, we're going to go play. It doesn't matter. Uh, we can't look at it like that. You know, uh, we haven't looked at it that, I like that all year playing uh, because at any given moment, it's the playoff. Anything can happen, you know. So we just got to continue to keep our streak going, keep our focus, and keep the hot streak that we got going with the guys and try to stay as healthy as we can. And whoever's put in front of us, we're going to go out there and compete. I think it's go time to check. It's it's time to check your fridge. It's it's time to go check it. I so appreciate you joining us here on NBA today. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Like they're only still to come on NBA today. Has Joel Embiid done everything he can to snag MVP? Well, he sure thinks so. His comments, that's next. And you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance no, the Lakers' not. unlikely path to the play-in. Hush, Richard. We're gonna tell you about that. All right. Rookie sensation and Rookie of the Year candidate Scotty Barnes. He also joins the show live. NBA Today rolls on. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today presented by Credit Karma. All right, here's the MVP odds entering Sunday's games. Nikola Jokic, clear favorite, followed by Joel Giannis. That is according to Caesar Sportsbook. So let's take a look, right, at how it all shook out, starting with Giannis Attentacumpo, already a two-time MVP taking on Luka Doncic and the Mavs. I mean, this is his bread and butter, Richard. Yeah, you, oh, oh, I think that was definitely a charge, but look, if you don't <laughs> get that, big fella, you know what's going to happen Roll next. Oh, man, move. Accidentally monster. And speaking but of monster. But might Luca be sneaking into conversation? When you can hit a step back over the defensive yeah. player of the year with ease, look at taking his time, working up. Everybody knows the move. Everybody knows the move, and you still can't stop it. Well, Jason Kidd got his revenge in Milwaukee. All right, let's see who's next. It's Nikola Jokic. So the Denver Nuggets, they were taking on a LeBron-less Lakers team this weekend. And Nikola, I was on the sidelines for this one. He was doing it all. Yeah, no, that's what makes him so special is that he is the offense. He is every single thing. Scoring, assisting, creating, setting up the offense, running the fast break. The dude is an absolute monster. It was almost a pedestrian performance by his standards, <laughs> and it was still incredible, right? I mean, finished with 38 points, 18 rebounds, and six assists. This this man is a walking offensive machine. Mm -hmm. All right, let's check out Joel Embiid, another candidate for most valuable player. Getting ready to take on the Cavaliers here. Oh, what was that pass? First sport was volleyball, y'all. Well, I, I don't know how that, that was a nice little is, oh, one hand, hand in volleyball. Hand. That was a set. Yeah, that was a set. You used two hands to set it. Beautiful. Come and then a tip it's set. your big man it's that is footwork. enough of an outside threat and has the footwork. Yeah, Moses Brown. He didn't want any of that action. Look, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've tried to hold on. Look Watch this emotion, though. Look, yeah, look how close this is. But big, big man just being big in the emotion. right Emotion. But here's him after the game. Like I said, it's, it's out of my control. Uh, you know, uh, if it happens, great. Uh, if it doesn't, I, I don't know what I had to do at this point. Uh, you know, at this point, I feel like, you know, I'm, uh, they hate me. The standard for, you know, 
guys in Philly or for me is different than the standard than everybody else. <laughs> All right. No one hates you, Joel. If you don't win, it's not because anybody hates you. That's Michael. not true. I can't stand him. Oh, I can't I'm speak joking. for Richard. I love you. I can't I stand him. I love you, so that's, that's, a, that's a bad I'm just joking, Joel. We have, the, we have all three guys, right? They're amazing candidates for MVP. Yeah. It is so close. And Ramona, you have covered Joel Embiid yeah. incredibly closely. So I want to start with you here. You've talked to him about yeah. his candidacy. What has he told you? Well, look, he, he wants to win this award. He wants to win the scoring title. He wants to be the first center to average 30 points a game. Okay? He wants to do – because he's a goal setter. He's some, but that's how he motivates since himself. Yeah. yeah, since Shaq 2000. He wants to motivate himself all throughout the regular season, and winning MVP is very important to him. But I think he has, and I think you've seen this over the past, since they traded for James Harden, which is he wants to win an NBA title. And when he was in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, he went against the Lakers. He had a bunch of points in the first half. He could have scored, had a big night. They couldn't stop him. And I said, you know, you, you kind of pulled, pulled off the brains there, right? And he said, well, Tobias had it going, and we really need him to get going. Mm. And James had it going, and we really need him to have it going. And he kind of pulled back a bit in that game. He still had 30-something and 15 rebounds, okay? But what you saw last night when he had 44 and 17 against the Cavs is what he was doing earlier in the year, which yeah. is he was their only option. He was the offense. He was the only guy who can score. And last night they needed him to do that. That was his 11th 40-point 10 rebound game in this season. Only two of those, though, have come since the James Harden trade because he's been trying to get James Harden involved, because he's been trying to get Tobias Harris involved. So do you dock him for being a good teammate? His goals are trying to win a championship, too. Those are his goals. Right. But let's just make this simple. Yep. Who's your MVP, Richard? At this moment right here, right now, my MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the reason why is because I love what Joel has been doing. His numbers. Jokic, his numbers are outstanding. My biggest issue when I look at the Denver Nuggets, it's the narrative last year Jokic was outstanding. He was outstanding. He mm -hmm. was great. There was no doubt about that. But it was like he's doing this without Jamal Murray and yep. with P Porter Jr. hurt and like their team and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But we can't use that same narrative again this year. And when I say narrative, I mean like no M 49 of the last 50 MVPs have finished top four in their seating. The one time that they didn't, it was Russell Westbrook, mm -hmm. who had that Oscar Robertson 30, 10, and 10. So you rewarded historic, him yeah. historic moment. After that, it's like, wait a second, we can't keep, even though they're in six, and I know that's that's tough, but Giannis has been the most consistent basketball player on the planet for the last five years. Oh, this MVP award is killing me softly because there are so <laughs> many worthy candidates. And I think if I'm going off of the logic of you, you look at a team that's fifth in the West, all right, if you look at the West overall, they yeah. have seven teams with 500 or better records. Who is it? Versus you have, <laughs> in the East, you have ten, 10 teams, I believe, with over 500 yeah. records. Who so you can say, it? you know, if Who you're the better player it? in the East, there's a Answer better case it. for you. Answer so if we Who is narrow it? it down. We need a name. From Giannis. We need a name. Embiid, I think it's it? really fascinating no, because no, no, the no, numbers no, no, no. are What's winning. Name? Done. No, no more words. Just say the name. Look, Did you say no, a name? No more words. Let's be real. The numbers don't lie in Jokic's case. Okay. No. For All MVP. Right. Now I want to. But, <laughs> but when it comes to MVP, you're right, Ramona. There is a narrative to it. And starting the season, Joel Embiid won that narrative. Other people inserted themselves. So your pick it, is Jokic. All right. Jokic so is Jokic. Right. No, 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 no. Because I think my pick is in B. But I oh do my. think. They have it in the, they the graphic. They have it in the graphic. Wow. They put me. Why are you trying to sell me out? Producer Greg. Let's be very clear. Hold up.
I make it very clear. There's only one person on this panel who actually matters what they're about to say. That's amazing. She's the only one That's who amazing. has a vote. Yes. So, Mona, who is your MVP? <laughs> if I had to vote right now, I would vote for Joel Embiid. But thank you. Okay. If I, was I had to vote to right get now, my case for but listen, the, uh, I am. I. I'm, I'm. I think right now. I can't even. I'm. I'm being professional over here. Don't, We're not. Don't, don't, don't worry about us. Um, I, I think Giannis has made an incredibly strong yes. closing case. I agree. And, and that head-to-head -head matchup the other night where he blocked a shot at the end, that was that moment that a lot of voters... But I always tell myself as a voter, do not be a prisoner of the moment. Do not have that recency Thank bias, you. okay? When somebody has the Heisman moment at the end, it should be built on a sure. season-long of dominance. So oh, what you I do think. when you when you vote, okay, I want to see where where do the Sixers finish in the East? Yep. Where do the Bucks finish in the East? Yep. Where do the Nuggets finish in the West? Right. Yep. Like, we need to Thank consider all of that. Thank you for landing but, but let's, I was getting there before Listen, you pushed me out of the She's getting in shape for the WNBA season, and so she jumps over the fence and back over the fence and back. And that's how that's she gets in do. shape. Yeah, she okay. gets to do it. Look, <laughs> we have to look. The, the narrative of Joel Embiid changed. What happened from when he was first in Tim Bontemps, Star Paul after the All-Star break, yep. to second in the last one? James Harden got traded to the Sixers, right? Well, James Harden got traded to the Sixers, but James Harden has been okay, pretty good, but I think that swayed a lot of voters on the other side. Right. And if you look at the bench points for the Sixers, they have the last, they have the worst bench in the league, okay? Worst. Right. So how much help is Joel really getting? I think it's just different that he's trying to get Tobias going, trying I to get James going. I will say, though, for Giannis Antetokounmpo to win a third yep. MVP, you have to really outdo That's right. yourself in order to win it. But the fact that all three of you, kind of, sort of, except for Janae, chose three different votes, ah. that shows you just ah. how close this is. Actually, Speaking you can just leave him over leave there. Leave him out of the show here. Awards, <gasps> do it all Raptor Scotty Barnes gives us his take on why he should win Rookie of the Year. Keep it locked. Bye, guys. Bye, I'm and out. beating Jokic. I'm beating Jokic. He just upgraded the show. Oh. <laughs> By a lot. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. It's one of those days where the first time is always special, and you, you don't forget that. To me. They showed me, you know, that everything I did here uh, had meant the world to them, just like, you know, vice versa. The Heat get the win in Lowry's return to Toronto. Miami is now two games ahead of the Celtics for the first place with three games to go for each team. But the Bucks and the Sixers are just a half game behind Boston and the Bulls and the Raptors, they have the same record. So a lot can still change here. <laughs> We now welcome in Raptors rookie Scotty Barnes. And the Raptors, they're sixth in the East, seven and three in their last 10 games. And Scotty, you're a huge part of that team's success, your team's success. You're averaging 15 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 3.5 assists while shooting nearly 50% from the field. So how has your versatility helped the Raptors make a playoff push here? Uh, I would say 
uh, really just doing so many different things on the floor. Uh, me being able to rebound, push, push in transition, uh, being able to be what our whole team is, really just being able to guard one through five uh, on the floor, uh, switching, uh, really just doing all these little things on the floor uh, where it helps key contribute to winning. Recently, Kyle Lowry said that you're a special talent, that's a direct quote, and a cornerstone of the franchise. It's another direct quote, and I think we can all agree, right, that Kyle is going to have a statue outside of the arena someday. So what does it mean Probably. to you? Yeah, right? So what does it mean to hear you to hear a player like that who has that history with the Raptors franchise to say that about you? Um, you could just see that he has a, he has a bunch of faith in me. Uh, he sees the talent that I have, what I can bring to this organization. Of course, he's been here for so long. Uh, he did so many great things for this organization uh, where he could, he knows how the system is and how the organization is. Uh, and he just he just sees that reflect on me where I can do a lot for this program and what I can be in the future. Scotty, you're the first rookie to reach a thousand plus points and 500 plus rebounds this season. So given that background, tell us why you should be the rookie of the year. Um, I would say really just besides being, uh, really being in, in like the top five in every category, mm. uh, really that there is, uh, <laughs> the impact of me just really being winning, uh, always been a winner. I really don't really look for individual stats. I really just try to do those key things on the floor to really just try to help our team win, uh, try to help others succeed, uh, thrive in their positions. Uh, so it's really just... It's just me winning, uh, really. It's been a great season. Uh, we're still going to try to win more games and try to get into this playoff push. Richard Richard Jefferson is sitting next to me, and I want to bring him in for this next part. But he just, like, laughed when he said, well, I I'm basically top five in every well, category. Cause, cause, well, well, look, Scotty, we created a custom commercial spot for ESPN Universal Pictures to promote the movie Jurassic World Dominion coming out in right. June. What was the experience like working with legends like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and myself, uh, what, no, what, what was that like? You're not a legend. No, what, what was that? What was that like? <laughs> no, because we had a, we had a good time. What was that like? Scotty, I'm sorry. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, I would say, of course, you made it. You made it a lot easier for me, uh, helping me get through it. Uh, kind of nervous coming in at the beginning, but you know, you was talking to me a little bit. But it was fun being around that, uh, being in that environment, being around all those people, uh, just coming in and doing what we do. Okay, now do you remember what I told you in that moment about your rookie of the year? Do you remember what I told you? Uh-oh. Yeah, he said he said I had his pick. He told me that. What I, I I said that? No, no, no. Yes, he I said first that. of all, he said, I, did, he said I did not say that. I said I was mad that you didn't wear that necklace on the shoot. That's what I was mad. I said because I really like that necklace. That's dope. That's dope. What kind of necklace heard is that? You heard you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. But no, 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 no. I think what you have done in the last little bit, keep finishing strong because I know it's close between you and Mobley. All right. Well, I, you don't need to lie, by the way, Scotty, and say that you had a good time with Richard. We all yeah, know no that's one knows. not true. But no our producer knows. was fired up for this next part. So here's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a little bit of dino trivia. And I have to say, I had way too much fun learning about dinosaurs last night because, you know, they play, you play for the Raptors, the movie. All right, Scotty, do you know what the word dinosaur, do you know what it means? Uh... <laughs> no, no it don't. means terrible lizard. <laughs> terrible lizard. Terrible okay. lizard. Okay. Do you know? No do you know Richard? And do not cheat. What dinosaur name means fast thief? Don't you dare! I can see you looking at the answer right now. A hundred percent, I know the answer. But we're just gonna go. I'm gonna guess and say, is it the Velociraptor? Oh my gosh, he's cheating, Scotty. Yes. That means fast thief. All right. How many claws? 
How many claws did a Velociraptor have on each hand? Stop, stop, stop. How many does it have on each hand? I will Guess. Probably say, I don't know, probably like four or three. I don't know. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Thank we will you. see you thank in you. the playoffs. Appreciate and you're getting Richard's vote, but he doesn't have one. I don't have a so vote. So he's, he's going to start stumping for you, though. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on If I had a vote, NBA. though, if I had a vote, if I had a vote. Say it. See? If yes, I had a vote. There you go. Scotty, thank you so much. All right, coming up next, our home court thank series you. continues right here in Los Angeles, where KABC's Rob Bukowski takes us behind the curtain on what went wrong for the Lakers season. Keep it locked right here on NBA Today. I must be. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. And I feel I hate losing, so yeah, of course it is. Love and frustration, for sure. Can't even like sit here and say that we should be this or we should be that. Our record is who we are. Championship team, it's not us right now. Well, this season is definitely different. Understandable booze. The Laker faithful know when bad basketball is being played. Come on, man. You gotta get a win. At this point, I don't even look at the record or the standings. Now as a part of our home court advantage series, welcoming in Rob Fukuzaki, ABC7 Los Angeles sports anchor and host of the Slam Dunk Show following the NBA on ABC. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Malika. And I watch you every day. Oh, thank we, you. We were doing our cardio at home and I love the show. I really appreciate I love, love the energy. That. Well, as the Lakers, they face the very likely reality, right, of not making the play in this yeah. season. What is the Lakers fan base's current temperature? You know, I was asked this the other day when it comes down to the Lakers fan base. Obviously, Kobe Bryant uh, built this foundation deep in the heart of Los Angeles. Um, deep mentality. in the heart of Lakers fans in their heart and minds. No one's ever going to pass that. And, you know, it's a little unfair to LeBron because I know a lot of Laker fans, a lot of good friends of mine who say LeBron's not a real Laker. Well, he brought you a 2020 championship. He did what he came here to do. But when it comes down to it, uh, obviously it's tough on LeBron because that's the temperature of Laker fans. It's always going to be compared to Kobe Bryant. But when you have a guy like LeBron James, regardless if he's 37, he's putting up huge numbers. You put four guys around him, you should win a lot more than 31 games. Well, let's go to the other team that is in our fine city of Los Angeles, the Clippers. They haven't had Kawhi Leonard all season, but they recently got Paul George back. Rob, how have the Clippers been able to stay in contention and stay relevant all season long here? It's amazing because Tyron Lue deserves Coach of the Year mm. votes. He's not going to be the Coach of the Year, but when it comes down to it, he's had sort of the luxury of having this great core of players, not his superstars, but a great core of players and young players and a and a period of time to really develop these guys and also give them a lot of playing time and give them the confidence that they will need going into the postseason and when a guy like Paul George comes back he's been back for what two or three games now if he can do 20 you know five and five each game and Reggie Jackson and this core plays they really have a really good uh, core of um, uh, role players yeah. on this team and young guys that are really fun to watch they right. could be a wild card come playoff time absolutely yeah. no one really is sitting around thinking oh you know what I want to do I want to face a well-coached Ty Lue Paul George led Clippers team they yeah. have been a tough team all season absolutely and they could be a tough 
tough out, Rob. And the culture has changed with the Clippers when it comes down to it here in Los Angeles. He has changed that. Yeah, and you've seen some Clippers jerseys popping up way more than they did in the past. Rob, thank yeah. you so much. You For those it. watching, you can catch Rob on ABC7. We have much more to come, though, on NBA Today. Kevin Durant on the Nets' chances in the play-in. How important is seeding to Brooklyn? NBA Today, we return in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. Welcome back to NBA Today presented by Credit Karma. So we led the show talking about the Nets. Now let's close it the same way. Brooklyn currently in 10th in the Eastern play-in. And according to BPI, they have a 65% chance to play in the 9 versus 10 game compared to just a 35% chance to make the 7-8 game. So here's Kevin Durant earlier today on the importance of seeding for the Nets. Who cares? Whoever we play, we play. I don't care who we play. I don't care that we had to play on playing. You know, just tip the ball up. You know, see what happens. You know, that's all you can control. It's too stressful thinking about we're trying to dodge a team, lining up again. Let's just play the game. We'll see what happens. All right, just tip it up. See what happens. So, how important is seeding to the Nets, Richard? Well, I think the one thing you want to you want to avoid is uh, you know trying to play Toronto, right? But I don't think Toronto's going to drop down. I think Toronto's going to stay where they are. And after that, you got KD on your team. Thank you. Toss the ball up. Whoever whoever you get nine, ten, seven, eight, whatever you got, KD. I take the chances. When it comes to his natural abilities, to his gifts, KD is every favorite Hooper's favorite Hooper. You know what I mean? And so we all know that. Okay, this has been a complicated season. I think it was also earlier he said, "Hey, you know, if I played, maybe the situation would not be like this." But at the end of the day, when KD shows up he feels like he always has a chance to win and that's a scary team to face in the play and they're a 50 win team when he's on the court mm. right if you look at their record when he plays they are a 50 win team well and he also said look I feel like our in that same session he said that I felt like my injury was the difference in our season and yeah you can also talk about all of the other stuff surrounding the Nets if they had had Kyrie for more at the time etc cetera, etc cetera. but Kevin Durant's like let's just go play let's just tip it up let's do it and I said it about Paul George and the Clippers I really mean it about the Nets nobody wants to face big bags no one wants big to face Brooklyn like that, that's just the fact of the matter did you guys work it out by the way are we cool we're always cool Perk's oh. not here so I feel oh, like we're a little bit more calm we miss you Perk though no, that, no we do miss you nah, I can't speak for, for Richard for the but two we of miss them. you we'll see you tomorrow NFL Live is coming up next Orlovsky